Wait, I have to open up my soundboard. I thought I was ready. I'm not. Oh my god. This bitch ain't even ready. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. I was openly weeping in my room. What? Weeping. What the fuck? Does it take a lot for you to cry? No. No. <laughs> I also like, there's something about this show that I just, I have to cry. It tugs at your heartstrings. It really does. And a lot of it is the score. Let us oh, know okay. That her dad <laughs> threatened to not oh, let yeah. her watch it anymore. Yeah, my dad said he was going to turn it off. <laughs> what? <laughs> If she didn't stop crying. If I didn't stop crying. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, we I show didn't... emotions in this house. I was <laughs> a little girl with a lot of big feelings. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I might have been annoyed by it too. <laughs> oh boy. What did you do today, Maggie? Well, I did in fact wake up at 11, so I woke up a little too late, but that's all right. I just did work, wanted to jump out the window at one point, but just pretty chill day. What about you gals? Oh, I was working on this all day and I came down to the wire. I went shopping to buy props. <laughs> The stakes are high because this episode's really special. Yeah. Should we introduce the first guest oh. ever on the pod, Maggie Sorensen? I cannot stress this enough. This is a dream come true. (laughs) I have honestly spent nights dreaming about this moment. So I started from the bottom and now I'm here on this Tell us who you are. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Maggie Sorensen. Um, I'm from the 314. And if you don't know, you can't go. Word to Caroline, because she is also a St. Louisan. Um, that's where the big arch is. Yeah. <laughs> Heard of it? <laughs> yeah, nice. look it up. From my oh yeah code that people love to. The 313. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I'm friends with Eminem? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. Maggie and I know each other from working at a restaurant together. Hmm. Yeah, in Hooters. Hey. Wait, in what city? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here. But did you know each other? No, we didn't know each other in St. Louis. Whatever that place is. <laughs> we had to come all the way the fuck out here to meet each other. Yeah. Well, I'd like to take this moment to introduce uh, a new segment, a game that I used to play in college with my friends called Homophone Roundup. Okay, 
basically, I'm going to give you two homophones, and you guys are going to guess which version of the word I mean. <laughs> or I'm going to give you one Wait. homophone. So, so oh, okay, oh. example, the word tail. Tail can mean tail of a mouse or tail as um, a story. Right. And then what happens? So, and then I'm going to say <laughs> one, two, three, tail. And then you guys have to guess which one I meant. Tail. What chapter of movie story? I don't mm. know. No, I meant I meant mouse tail. What happens if we get it right or wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next one is poor. I could poor, mean oh. poor well, as in poor people or poor as in pour a glass of water. I was thinking skin pores. <gasps> I was thinking yes. people. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just going to go with... Um, a weird bullfrog? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I haven't said it yet. I haven't said it, so I, I have Were to... You do, was that another practice round? No, 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 no. Okay, so I give you the word. <laughs> I give you both meanings of the word. Oh! And then I say the word, and then you guys guess... Which one I okay. meant. Okay. okay. We're going to skip poor because that Good. one's tarnished. Okay. <laughs> okay, our. So I could mean our as in our podcast or our as in like an hour long podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Our. The time. And then we say. What do you think, Anna? The time. Yeah, it was the time. You guys are both right. Okay, last one. Dye as in hair dye or dye as in dye trying. Okay, one, two, three. Dye. Okay, I think it's hair dye. Hair. It, don't, you guys were both wrong. No, I see it because the way you said it and you had this crazy smile on your face, I was like... She doesn't mean dad. Look, the answers may surprise you. I'm shocked. She's going to get two other people to host this with. <laughs> You're kicked out of the Zoom call, and I'm doing the podcast by myself. That's what she didn't tell us at the beginning. <laughs> That's that just like a 50-50 game. Like, I don't get what the No, it's is. not. No, it's not. Okay, okay. Like, there's, there's a difference. I want to know the context of when you were playing this with your friends. <laughs> we didn't get invited to a lot of parties. <laughs> what, do we, what do we start with? Do we start with... Um... I actually have something that has become relevant. I did a lot of research into Islam recently for one of these fucking episodes, and one thing that I discovered is that in the... Kaaba, which is a stone structure inside of Islam's holiest mosque. It's a big black cube, and it's what you're technically praying to if you pray facing Mecca. Mm -hmm. Set into the corner of the Kaaba is something called the Black Stone. And I was like, is this a is, is Loss making a reference? So then I read a lot about the Black Stone online and about Hajj in general um, to try to see if I can connect it to the Black Rock on Lost. Um, the Black Stone faces the rain-bringing east wind specifically. So maybe it's a rain thing. The Kaaba marked the location where the sacred world intersected with the profane, and the embedded black stone was a further symbol of this as an object, as a link between heaven and earth. How cool would that be if that has something to do with loss? 
in Mecca. Probably. <laughs> this show is so into religion. I know, right? In Mecca during Hajj, you would circle the Kaaba counterclockwise. So if anybody makes a circle around this ship, I'll be excited. I'm pretty sure the ship is CGI at this point. So I don't know if that's in the cards. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> there was a debate over whether the black stone referenced in Islamic tradition is a living creature or an inanimate object. I really hope that the Adam and Eve corpses from the cave have something to do with the black rock because black stone tradition involves the actual Adam and Eve. Like that's part of the story. Whoa. There is a belief that on the day of judgment, the black stone will be able to announce who was truly devoted in its presence and who wasn't. In my research, I discovered something else pretty odd. The antipode of Mecca, which is its exact opposite spot across the globe, is in French Polynesia, which is in the South Pacific. So the lost island could be directly across the world from Mecca, which means that you could pray in any direction, perform your salah. I just thought that was interesting since compasses and directions have come up multiple times. Anyway, mm. all of that is to say that the episodes we've seen have had a lot of religious elements, and I would love it if there were religious scholars in the writer's room subtly referencing things, you know? Probably. Like they made a pilgrimage to the Black Rock? You're trying to tell yeah. me this is a coincidence? Well, and so far, Saeed is the only Muslim, right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Except for maybe the the Nigerian right. fake priests. Mm. So should we just jump into history and pop culture? Oh yeah. Let's do All that. right. Exodus Part One premiered on May eighteenth, two thousand five, directed by Jack Benda. Oh yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if I'm being honest, there's not a whole lot that went on this week. Okay. Um Except Monday, May 16th, women in Kuwait are granted the right to vote and run for office. And then Tuesday, May 17th, (laughs) well, too little to Kuwait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave the Zoom. (laughs) I don't want to be a part of this. Uh, Tuesday, May 17th, the CMAs, the 40th annual CMAs, Country Music Awards, um, Kenny Chesney wins Best Entertainer of the Year. So that this is a big, uh, big month for Kenny. Yeah, he worked really hard for that. Yeah. He won the heart <laughs> of Renee Zellweger and he won Best Entertainer of the Year. Um, the top movie, okay, I'm going to give you a chance to guess because I mentioned it in the last episode. Oh, okay. Um, I mentioned this movie that it came out. It was part of the history and pop culture portion what happened that week well wait give us a synopsis the last uh movie in a trilogy oh it's one of the star wars yeah phantom menace it's a revenge of the sith that's what i said Uh, i I didn't do any research into star wars revenge of the sith because like there's if you want to know about it like there's so many people that there's a star wars reference in this episode Oh, really? Star Wars, I mean, people won't be Wait, when? I'll when is there? It. Okay. I'll say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> who wants to guess the top alternative track? Um, well, you both should guess. Yeah, we both should have a guess. Where did I write down my guesses? Is it by Green Day? I can't Are answer you not- that. <gasps> alternative. Okay. okay, alternative means, like, not pop music. Yeah. I don't know what is pop music. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to guess Gold Digger because I think it came out around this time. 
Um, I'm going to say, and I might, I don't know. Thanks for the memories. Oh. God damn it. Wow. Yeah. It was Green Day. <laughs> Is it the one that's like, hey. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite Green Day song. Did she try to sing it, but we'll be out of sync? <laughs> I've been playing it on the guitar lately. I've been hooking up my electric and playing that song specifically. Yeah, that's an insane coincidence. It's a weird coincidence. Wow. Anna's probably tired of hearing about it. <laughs> no. Um, cool. That's all I got. I guess it's recap time. Okay, Red Day? We begin in flashback. Walt is watching Power Rangers SPD. Watching TV in hotel rooms is the best. <laughs> is it? It's yeah. So it's like, it's so invigorating for people that love to watch TV. I totally... Wait. Maggie, did you have cable growing up? Like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, damn it. I didn't know. Oh, that's why up. you liked it so much. That's why oh. I liked it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I never watched TV in hotel rooms because I think if I was on vacation, if I was in a hotel, I think you were out doing things. Do yeah. Not I. <laughs> I wanted to watch TV. Wow. Love it. I don't know what Power Rangers SPD is, but. They're not far from oceanic air at 5.23 a.m. Because it is early, Michael awakens in irritation and tells his son to turn the volume down. In rebellion to his biological father, Walt turns it up. Classic Lostpedia with their weird sentences. Which leads to a fight. Walt attempts to run away with Vincent, but Michael stops him in the hotel hallway. The fight escalates, which draws attention from other guests, to whom Michael explains he is Walt's father. Walt eventually gives in to Michael's authority, but makes it clear he does not view Michael as his real father. Okay, literally right now, the quickness with which that man checked on the hotel scene between Walt and Michael and then w retreated back to his yeah. room. Yeah! do anything. Volumes. I was like, that is too fast. You did not, like, try <laughs> anything. Like, <laughs> if the kid is screaming, He's you're screaming. not my father, what the fuck? Are you that was kidding? insane. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this fuck guy, that guy. This guy has his own sex life in the apartment. Like, he's got his own shit to worry about. <laughs> God, that guy sucks. On present day <laughs> island, Walt walks over to the jungle to pee. There he sees Rousseau stalking the camp from afar. Walt runs to his father and alerts him to the situation. Rousseau comes into the beach camp where the castaways gather around her. Faith Faye is wearing one of her iconic crop tops in <gasps> the scene. Said asks what she's doing there. Rousseau says the others are coming. She explains that she was seven months pregnant when she arrived on the island. A week after her baby daughter was born, she was taken by the others with the heralding of a pillar of smoke that appeared 16 years ago. Keep that in mind. We're looking for a 16-year-old female. <laughs> the survivors, Rousseau claims, only have three real choices to handle the others. <laughs> Run, hide, or die. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible movie. Why did she look at those people? Did you guys notice that when she said that, when she was like, run, she looked at Charlie and she was like, hide. And then she looked at Michael and then, or die. And she looked at Jack. Ew. 
like why did she choose those people i don't like this at all it was like very like significant looks and like the camera like zoomed in on those people too it was weird that's inexplicable to me i don't know if it's foreshadowing maybe they were just like look at people okay you said michael charlie and jack were the three she looked at yeah yeah it was it was run for charlie and then die or hide for michael and then die for jack okay maybe because michael hid from being walt's dad no i didn't (laughs) (laughs) he would me out and then charlie's running away from his drug addiction Oh, wait, I just got a gift from Zoom. It said running out of time. We've removed the 40 minute time limit on your group meeting. Oh my God. Thanks, Zoom. That's all around. I guess we're sponsored by Zoom now. Yeah. That was kind of a humble brag by Zoom. No big deal. Running out of minutes? (laughs) JK. Not (laughs) really. We got you. Okay. Run, hide, or die. Later, Jack explains to Locke that Russo's warning shouldn't be treated as truth, and the only important thing right now is launching the raft. Jack goes to Michael to see what help he can offer. Eventually, the majority of the island community pitches in to try to quickly launch the raft. Good. That's good. Okay, that's good, man. Just get it under there, okay? Okay. You right? So listen, on my count, I'll do one, two, three, lift, and then push, okay? Got it? Got it. As they are pushing the raft towards the sea, Sawyer uses his lever incorrectly, and the mast of the ship is damaged. As Jen and Michael work to fix it, Sawyer feels like his work is unappreciated. At this time, Walt points out a column of black smoke coming from within the forest horizon. The survivors gather together and realize that Rousseau's threats may have credence. Jack goes to Rousseau for more questioning. Rousseau says she has told them everything she knows about the others, and Jack needs to find a way to hide 40 people. Locke takes Jack, Rousseau, Saeed, and Hurley to the hatch, where Locke suggests the only place to hide their large group would be in the metallic structure that they still have no way to open. Black smoke on the horizon doesn't it mean It means that- they're coming. Yeah, we got that. You booby-trapped your shelter with explosives. Do you have any more? Rousseau says to acquire more dynamite would require them to venture back to the Black Rock through an area of the jungle dubbed the Dark Territory. I would definitely assume this structure underground belongs to the others, like Saeed says, because they're the only other people. That's what I would assume, too. Yeah. Unless it's a polar bear's house. Oh, my God. That's Bear Village. (laughs) (laughs) That's the entrance to Bear Village. And I will not be accepting any other theories. (laughs) (laughs) We found it. And Sawyer just left on the raft. That sucks. Oh my god. You never get to see it. Have you seen the Bear City segment from SNL? No. Because that's what I imagine. It goes like, Bear City, Bear, Bear City, and it's like a show. (laughs) Thanks for visiting Bear City. Oh, 
in flashback at the Sydney airport bar, a young woman named Ana Lucia orders a tequila and tonic and introduces herself to Jack, who is sitting nearby waiting for Oceanic Flight 815. Yo, fuck this bitch already. What? <laughs> oh, oh, hot take? Hang on. No, no, no. Fuck her. Wait, I don't like her. I She was so intrusive. I, I agree. I was so, like, oh, your dad's wait. dead? How did he die? How did he die? I was like, take what a- What was the last words that you ever said to uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. She was too much for me. It's a no for me. Well, I'm going to leave the Zoom. <laughs> because I was very attracted to her. Also, okay. Oh, she's well, hot. Yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> like, for a character introduction, I was in. I was like, she is it, and she better be in every episode ongoing. I don't know. I think she was trying too hard to be the cool girl at the bar. Not the actress. I'm saying the character. As a, if she was a real person. That, what, the fucking, you're I doing know. too much. Exactly. Is that how people, I mean, I'm no expert in flirtations between humans, but, like, is that really something people Sorry, would- your dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like in the intimate like sit like phrase she gives right before she leaves, she's like, "Hey, the worst part's over." I was like, "Oh, uh-uh!" Like this is too too much. That was the part that I appreciated a little bit about it because it was like, <laughs> okay, maybe she's also like a friend to grief, and she's fair enough trying to help him, but she was very very intrusive yeah i mean you see a man yelling at the counter and then you see him at the bar. okay i think it's because he hasn't behaved himself today at this airport i think that gives her the right to come up and be like that's a good point yeah Yeah. the two share a conversation in which jack says his dad had recently died and he was returning to los angeles for the funeral Analysia flirts with Jack, who reveals he was once married, not anymore. The conversation is interrupted by a phone call. She tells Jack she has to take the call, but promises to share a second drink on the plane. 42F. 42F. Right. And Jack. The worst part's over. I mean, 42. Um, That's one of the numbers, right? Yeah, and uh, his seat number is 23. <gasps> he said he's not a drinker in this scene. Why did he say that? I watched that scene so many times and I could, it looked like it was improvised. I couldn't figure out what they're talking about. He goes, Well, like, it's because he's a good guy and they're not supposed to drink. But we've seen him drinking before That's this. True. That's yeah, true. but he probably just, I wonder, because he was drinking a whole lot when we saw him, I wonder if maybe. That's why he's not a drinker, you know, because he maybe he drank too much, and now he doesn't want to drink it so much anymore. Okay, okay. was we'll logical. Jack in the present day tries to calm the uneasy masses by telling them a plan is in the works already. Surprisingly, a biology teacher named Leslie Arst volunteers to go. <laughs> he claims to have knowledge of handling volatile dynamite better than anyone else and offers his expertise. Can we talk what about his, his little scarf? <laughs> yes. What? I don't know. It's like a little ascot. I loved it. I love it. Yeah, I think I'm all in on him, too. Like, so far, the characters that they're introducing. I'm a real slart for arts. Oh, God. 
Um, why doesn't he know Hurley's name? He calls him the fat Oh, guy. yeah. Like, Hurley's sharing secrets with him, and he doesn't know his name? How dare yeah, he? Yeah, put some Maybe. fucking respect on that name. He's on the main cast. Yeah. <laughs> you know his insane. name. Like, who are you, Arts? Uh... He also calls Rousseau Madame Nutso. That cracked me up. He's, he's gunning for Sawyer's spot yeah. as king of the nickname. The nickname guy left on the raft. So he hey, uh, so I was thinking, I think we need a new nickname guy. What if it's like he made up the whole thing about the monsoon? Oh, yeah. I need, to be, to <laughs> I need to be the funny guy. Sawyer offers more help on the raft, but is rejected by Michael and Jane because of the mishap earlier. No offense, we just work faster this way, okay? Right. Right. What do you think I'm doing over here? You remember me? Three nights ago? Meanwhile, in flashback land, Detective Calderwood brought Sawyer into an Australian police station for being in a bar fight and headbutting specifically headbutting the honorable warren truss minister of agriculture fisheries and forestry he headbutted (laughs) this man was the wait really (laughs) they named like the australian (laughs) oh Calderwood calls Sawyer by his real name, James, and explains he knows all about his cons and felonies. You're a con man who prays in the weak and the needy. Tell me something, James. How do you live with yourself? I do just fine. Do you? You're not even worth what it would cost us to incarcerate you. Which is why you're being deported. I came by because I had a quick question. Shoot, how do you sleep at night? what happened in that scene. <laughs> He's booked on flight 815 and told never to return to Australia. He gets kicked out of Australia and he my can't dream. go back. God, for my honeymoon, I want to go to Australia and headbutt someone in the government <laughs> so I can get to <laughs> In the present day, Sawyer is cutting wood solo after being rejected by Michael and Jen. Jack approaches Sawyer, joking that Sawyer was a lumberjack in the real world. Sawyer, a little irritated, asks Jack what he wants. Jack offers Sawyer a gun just in case something goes wrong on the raft journey. Sawyer takes it, and Jack wishes him good luck. They're both fucked up by their dads, but with such different experiences, Mm -hmm. which is great. As Jack walks away, he's stopped by Sawyer. First of all, he refers to dynamite as boomsticks, which is now what I will permanently call it. (laughs) I know. I thought that was amazing. I was like, wait. He even has nicknames for bombs. And he's the one that called the ocean the drink, which is like my other thing. God. (laughs) What are you doing with the rest of them? Giving them to Saeed. Going in the jungle after the boomsticks, huh? Yeah time you get back we'll be in the water i guess it's pretty much goodbye then yeah i guess it is good luck swear sawyer reveals he spoke to jack's father in australia before his death and that his father was proud of him god he revealed that i mean i'm glad that he did it i'm glad that he told him but he did tell that story in the most asshole way like, he could have just said, 
hey, was your dad's name Christian? <laughs> like, and then, but he, no, he had to like hook him and be like, so I met this doctor. I had to take off, but. <sighs> Something tells me he never got around to making that call. Small world, huh? trying to out cool each other because like jack wasn't gonna let yeah. him know that this is really emotional and sawyer wasn't going to like out like really um really obviously do anything nice like it had to be roundabout mm -hmm. it mean, fucking gutted me mate i mean i literally like it the first got time I, cried. I was so cry? i didn't cry i really don't cry at like tv or movies but it got you but it got me i was like i was on the edge of my seat I was so happy that he got to hear all of that. Mm -hmm. Jack receives the news emotionally, but holds himself together. Sawyer wishes him good luck also. Sawyer's the good, good boy this time. Mm -hmm. He said, kids are like dogs. If you knock them around enough, they start to think they deserve it. And this is something Jack really needs that to hear. That got me so good. And Sawyer knows that Jack needs to hear shit like that because he himself had a rough childhood. Ugh. I mean. He himself was a dog boy. <laughs> It's usually Jack being a good, good boy, but this time Sawyer, Sawyer got him. I wrote in my notes, please kiss goodbye. Oh my god, that would have been incredible. Flashback again to Sydney Airport. Kate and Marshall Mars are talking to a security officer who questions Mars, asking why he needs to bring five guns on board. I have the same question. When the officer finds the toy airplane in the Halliburton case, Mars tells him it belonged to her childhood sweetheart who she got killed a couple years ago. He explains it was the only thing of value left to her and so he had baited her with it and says how Kate used some idiot to hold up a bank just to get the toy airplane back. He taunts Kate by repeatedly asking what her guy's name was so she jumps on him and throws him to the wall saying, it was Tommy, son of a bitch. <laughs> After Kate is restrained, Mars turns to the officer and says, and that is why I need five guns. How would it feel to be that officer, like, during that story, being like, I literally just, at, like, yeah. it's a very <laughs> yeah. simple question. Yeah, like, this, the third time that this guy was like, What's his name, sweetheart? Tell me his name. I'd be like, you guys need to go. <laughs> and I like, get a room. They have oh. such bad sexual chemistry. Like, I know. Except okay. I was thinking about it. We were wondering, like, why it's so personal for him. And maybe it's just personal because he's been hunting her for years. You yeah, know? I think that's, I think that explains it enough. Because how many years did he say? You said four? At least two. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think it was two, or at least two. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I was like, this man is but also, so yeah. in love with her. Yeah, he's getting off on it a little it's bit disgusting. too much. I really hope we get to see all the shit he was talking about, like how they would talk on the phone. There has yeah. to be. Oh, they've got to. That stuff. Um, also, I still didn't get, like, she like she tried to pin him to a wall with her handcuffs and he's like and that is why i need five guns first of all they're not all going to be loaded so what do you, you have two arms <laughs> and how many loaded guns are you going to have it you have to use the key to open the case so why do you need five guns that didn't explain it 
In the present day, Kate jogs up to Jack to say she'd like to come with the Rousseau group. Old time sick. I want to help. Won't be here for the raft launching. She claims she's not very good at goodbyes, so she's in. Jack, Kate, Russo, Locke, Curly, and Arst journey into the woods to retrieve the dynamite. Fucking squad goals right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. They make such a big deal out of saying and spelling Arst's name. So I looked it up because it had to be something important. I was hoping his full name would be an anagram because Hurley said his name is Leslie. But it turns Ooh. out that Arst is the German word for physician. So. Okay. He's oh. character. Hmm. As they head deeper into the jungle, Rousseau sees a vine with what looks like blue powder on it and declares they have entered the dark territory. How intense is this? Um, okay, wait, when they were walking on those rocks, like, around the beach to the forest, yeah. that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. If I were on that island, I would be walking around all the GD time. Yeah. They never show them doing leisure activities, except, like, playing games. I've always wondered why they don't, like, fucking go swimming for fun. Nobody's ever in the ocean, I feel like. Yeah, well, I guess last Joanna. time, from Joanna... <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Joanna's the last one that they said went swimming. Yeah, I guess they decided not to go swimming after that. Yeah. Right, they're horrified now. She's <laughs> always reading. Um, I saw that Claire in the pilot, or Claire in the early episodes, is wearing a book that just says astrology really big on it. Like, <laughs> it's great that Sawyer is, like, improving himself with classic literature, and then Claire's like... <laughs> Okay, but what would a Capricorn do in this situation? (laughs) Rusa says it is here, in the Dark Territory, where her team got infected and Montan lost his arm. This upsets Arst, who decides to head back to the camp. Okay, I wrote, Arst is definitely going to die, right? Like, I was shocked that he didn't get killed by the monster in this episode. Yeah. Because he was a coward. He's an asshole and a coward. And he showed up out of nowhere. So it seems like... It does seem like one of these disposable Yeah. Like, remember... (laughs) Remember the glasses guy that had hives and was a hypochondriac and he's literally never had a line ever Oh, yeah! Wait! Whatever happened to him? (laughs) I think I saw him one time because he has glasses. Fascinating. Sawyer delivers the brand new mask he's been making to Mr. and Mrs. Raff. That- oh, <laughs> I have a sound clip. Right before Sawyer uh, gets there, Jin and Son are working on the raft together. This is the line. Or, sorry, not Sawyer. Um, Michael and Jin. Yeah, this is from Star Wars. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says this. No, no, no. This one goes there. That one goes there. Okay, okay. Okay, that's a line from Empire Strikes Back. It is? Yeah. No, it's fucking... What the hell? Yeah. Are you kidding? 
No, it's when they're building the Death Star or something. But did they say it in that weird cadence? <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. I was laughing because it was such a weird yeah. ca- Oh, maybe it's... <laughs> maybe they said it that way just to be like, audience, are you hearing me? He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna look it up. Yeah. The group continues on their pilgrimage to the Black Rock, but R soon rejoins them. Okay, wait, I found it. Okay. This one goes there. That one goes there. Okay, okay. This is how Jim learns Korean. <laughs> this is the mass, and this is the halyard. This one goes there, and this one goes there. <laughs> I was shocked that that I was like there's no way that that line could be the (laughs) Anna no no it's not (laughs) the group continues on their pilgrimage to the black rock but R soon rejoins them chased through the woods by the monster what was that noise he was making yeah he was walking through the woods going they said it was gasping And it was not anything near gasping. Like the my subtitles, it said staccato noise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that's a little more true to what was going on. But it was so <laughs> fucking weird. He was singing this one goes there. I'm so scared. <laughs> um, I thought that they were going to like find him dead. Because I thought, like, I thought those were the noises of him, like, having been Yeah, yeah. But shocking. Uh, The beast leaves them unharmed. Rousseau says the beast is the island's defense system. Why can't it get you when you go in the trees? Why? Okay, that was weird, but also was the John Locke making Hurley stay. I was like, what the fuck? You are insane. I'm not staying for this, you crazy. Like, Yeah, um, except John Locke knows because he's already seen. seen. I was really hoping that Hurley would get to see it. Yeah. I was hoping that John would be like, no, wait, look at it. And then then we would know something. He's gentle. (laughs) I just can't believe Hurley was that calm. I would have been like, get me out of this. Yeah. He was like, dude, we should run. Dude, we should go. (laughs) Oh my god. Elsewhere, Walt asks Shannon why she is holding her clothes. Because I'm anal. Is there something you want? I think you should take Vincent. Are you serious? I'll take care of you. He says Vincent provided him company when his mother died, and he might do the same for Shannon after Boone's death. That was the beginning of the end for me. It was so (laughs) sweet, because I don't think Shannon likes dogs or kids. (laughs) (laughs) She probably likes uh, Labradors. Well, you know, there was that cutscene of, like, she's always yelling at yeah. In, in, like, the background, and That's they true. also have deleted scenes of, like, her being mad that the dog is around. <laughs> um, 
that thing where she says I'm anal is in the recap online with a link to like the Wikipedia page for anal retentive. And I was like, why? Oh. Being focused on so much. I was like, is this gonna matter to the plot? <laughs> That's my I biggest question. Next also during that know. scene, literally like if you okay there are people in the background everybody is running everyone's packing their suitcase and running and i'm like what is going on like there's this intimate beautiful moment and everyone's like <laughs> that's really weird <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like it's that much of an emergency because there's more stuff that happens later before they all shove off right <laughs> not like the rap is floating away <laughs> Here, <laughs> my dog. I have to run. <laughs> Next flashback. It's Shan waiting for Boone as he attempts to upgrade their seats to first class. Said asks if he can leave his bag with her. I'll be right back. Sure, whatever. Thank you. Couldn't get us in the first class. Why not? Um, maybe you shouldn't have yelled at the gate agent. What? You're on his side now. One day, you're going to appreciate everything I do for you. Yeah, I can't wait for that. You can try again with the gate agent. Would you let it go? Excuse me for not being pathetic enough to want to sit next to some crying baby for the next 15 hours. Caroline, I saw your gal boot-cut jeans in the background of the escalator scene. No way. She's there in her boot-cut outfit. She's <laughs> in that airport. They included her. Oh, thank, thank God. God. Uh, well, guess what? Now we know why Sawyer saw Saeed being pulled out of the line at the airport. Shannon threatens to have Boone thrown off the plane because he called her a bitch, and after he implies that her morals wouldn't allow her to do this, she notifies a guard that some Arab guy left a suspicious bag in the waiting area. This scene is very important, I think. She's not even racist. She's fake racist. Yeah. Just to prove to Boone how petty she can be. It's pretend racism to prove to someone that you're capable of being nasty. It what I just wrote too much. <laughs> like literally <laughs> insane. And this that's, is immediately after she initiated sex with Boone and then said, "Okay, pretend this never happened." That's like, like psychotic. I'm terrified of this woman. To be honest, though, if someone asked me to watch their bag at an airport, I would run. There like, were really? a lot of red flags. Yeah. You're not supposed oh. to do that. Yeah, that's why they make announcements 10 times every minute <laughs> at every oh. airport and train station that say, if there's a bag left unattended, unattended, please alert security. Don't touch it. Do not leave your bags unattended. Yeah. If you see one, please It's a big us. thing. It's a huge thing. Well, yeah, issue. I guess, yeah. Honestly, I think this is a bad move on Saeed. He should know better. Uh this is definitely partially his fault, and then Shannon's just a legitimate sociopath, I guess. I mean, okay. she's like, she has to prove herself to Boone by being racist. Yeah, but watch this. Just because he said, God, you can be such a bitch sometimes, she was like, you want to play? And I was like, oh. She's terrified. God. As our jungle crew journeys further, Rousseau says they have arrived at the Black Rock, which turns out to be a shipwrecked sailing ship. Nice. I like a ship reveal. Mm-hmm. In the final flashback, Sun brings Jin coffee and food in the airport prior to their flight and accidentally spills coffee on his lap. 
While she apologizes and helps him clean up, an American woman sitting nearby mocks son's subservience to Jin. Her husband advises her to keep her voice down, and she incorrectly assures him that son can't understand English. Back in the present day, son says goodbye to Jin and hands him a notebook with common English language nautical words and phrases written out phonetically in Korean. So her love language is acts of service. I sobbed. They make up, and he says he will still go on the raft, but it's in order to rescue her. It was a really beautiful performance. What he said is, I'm in this place because I'm being punished. I think that's important to this show. Yeah. How many people have said that? Yeah. There's a scene of everyone on the beach saying goodbye. Jin holds the baby's hand and kisses his head. Jin, Walt, Michael, and Sawyer set off in their raft, which appears to be fully operational. I'm impressed. And what do you fucking know? Shannon makes this goodbye way worse for Walt by not holding on to the fucking dog. Okay, I think the dog got away from her. She literally, like, you can see her, like, look at the leash. Yeah, I feel like she let go. Oh, I just thought the dog was pulling too hard. (laughs) Like, does she not have a heart at all? (laughs) I don't think that... I don't know. I don't think I don't think we should be judging her for that. I think she's I, done enough <laughs> that we can judge her for. I don't think that's one of them. I, I think, think my like this favorite dog. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite goodbye was between um Sawyer and Charlie. I don't know if you caught that little moment. Yeah. The eye contact. I was like, they're gonna have sex before he leaves. Like <laughs> that's just what's gonna happen. He was, like, handing him the bottle, and, like, Sawyer and him just, like, had this prolonged. I was like, this is too much. <laughs> oh, my God. When, um, when Kate and Charlie were saying goodbye. Hey, um, have you seen Sawyer? No. All right. Let's go. Take care, okay? I was like, wow, this is really sweet and intimate. And then I, like, remembered that they were in a relation at that time oh, in yeah. real life. And I was like, all right, show. <laughs> Just throw that one in there. It's fucked. The dog attempts to paddle out and follow them, but Walt tells him to turn around, which he does. I was like, no way the dog understands his instructions, but then I remembered that Walt can, like, control animals. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right. That was really unfair. Like, I sobbed so hard that, like, my body temperature raised. Like, I was sweating, too. It was like, I don't, I don't know. It was not okay. I wasn't okay after this episode because of that scene. Like, obviously, like, the goodbyes were really hard, but, like, it just, I couldn't. I yeah, couldn't. that dog, dog fucked me up, too. That was yeah. so sad. That dog is so good. <laughs> Madison. Madison is so good. 
Um, yeah, big shout out to Madison the dog. Shout out to Faith Faye Crop Top Queen. Shout out to Bootcut Jeans. <laughs> Who else has more notes? Um, I just want to say that John and Russo are a match made in yeah, heaven. I was checking her out. I yeah. Was like, um, Caroline's going to be jealous. <laughs> well, we've already established that <laughs> I look like her. Oh my God. Her. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like she was literally <laughs> removing clothing and he was like, now's the time to look directly at her. Body. Yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't miss that. Okay. We're not going to miss that. Should we go into mate, fate, or hate? Is that yeah. Okay. I ended up with um, five rounds. Perfect. So mate, fate, hate is like fuck, marry, kill. You're going to pick someone you want to mate with, someone who you're fated with. And someone you hate slash can't stand. Um, I have one rule for this goes to Anna. You can't just automatically hate John Locke. Like okay. if he's in one. Gotcha. Actually, he's only in one, but fine. All right. But I can't choose him as my hate. Yeah, you can't. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's start with round one. We have Jin, Sawyer, and Boone. Not post-mortem Boone, like when Boone's alive. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna hate Jin right off the bat. He's gone for me. <laughs> what? He's gone. Why? Wow. Um, God, okay, so explain, explain the mate and fate part. Like, fate, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with them. Yeah, that's like the Mary part. And then mate yeah. is sex. I can't spend the rest of my life with Boone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna have to fuck Boone. And, uh, and I'm <sighs> fated with Sawyer. Why couldn't you spend your life with Boone? God, do I want to be married to the COO of the wedding? <laughs> Mary, uh, uh, Sabrina Carlisle weddings? No. He is the pretty basic. Is You're always just going to pale in comparison to his sister. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I think, okay, I think I would hate Boone, mate Jin, and then my fate is Sawyer. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. I love yeah. Jin so much. I think he's so hot. He's, yeah, he's really hot. That doesn't make him a good person that I want to be involved with. What, what makes you think he's not a good person? What do you not like about him? Well, he's got good qualities and bad qualities, but I don't um his good qualities are not enough for me to be intimate with him sexually are we really gonna break it down now why won't you want ddk explain the process of your sex and i'll tell you if i can do it also like also he would um never like he would hate that being with someone besides his wife yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. Oh, okay. All right. Anywho, round three. Our number one contender is the bashful beauty, Carmen Reyes, aka Hugo's mom. Um, we also have Russo and Kate now. Okay. I'm going to have to drop Carmen. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll fuck Russo because she's hot and I'll spend the rest of my life with Kate. 
Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think I'm going to do that too, because I don't think I can spend the rest of my life with Russo. I don't think I could spend the rest of my life with Kate. She is, she has trust. I don't think I could trust her. I'm sorry. I couldn't trust her, but she would probably leave anyway. So like you wouldn't (laughs) have to worry about it. (laughs) She's always running and you know why. What kind of a marriage are you wanting here, lady? (laughs) I want them gone. (laughs) They better. I don't want to see them. (laughs) I don't want to hear from them. All right. This is just a shout out to the love triangle, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. Okay. I think I would hate Kate, marry Jack, or sorry, fate Jack, and mate with Sawyer. You'd kill Kate? I mean, hate Kate? Yeah. I would. Oh my god. This is... I don't think Kate would be good in bed. Impossible. I'll say it. Because she's incredibly skinny? Is that why? No, it's because she's afraid to be vulnerable. Oh my god. That's huge. Wow. <laughs> Breaking down those doors. <laughs> this is really hard. Because she's so skinny? <laughs> it's hard for me to say, but I'm gonna have to hate Sawyer out of this situation. I I can't do it to my other two. Um, I think it would be better. I think I would be better suited to marry Kate again. I'm fated with Kate twice in a row. Mm, twice fated. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to mate with Jack Shepard then. What did you say, Maggie? Okay, I'm going to have to fate Sawyer because I can't live without those nicknames. <laughs> Okay, this is our final round. Thanks oh for staying with us till the end. <laughs> this is Charlie, Locke, and Claire. Uh, I would. I'm crushed. How do you hate these people? I would hate Claire. I In a heartbeat. I, me too. Yeah. That one's easy for me. I would have to fate Charlie mate with Locke. Okay, I agree with you down the line. Wowzer. Why? <laughs> Were you <laughs> expecting me to want to spend the rest of my life with John Locke? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was a little bit too, but then I thought about how fucking nuts he is. <laughs> okay. When I learned this game when I was a kid, first of all, we called it Banish Fuck Mary because like we didn't Banish? Kill, yeah, we didn't kill anyone. And also, like it sounds like someone's name is Fuck Mary, and I really like that. Oh my god, Banish. Um, and then the other thing, the other rules that we had, which like have never translated to fuck Mary Kill, is that um the fuck you fuck them once and then you never see them again. And then the marry, there's no sex in your marriage. They're only a platonic partner that you want to be. That's with. how I would yes, I had that same version. Okay. No one I've ever talked to has ever played it this way. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's literally how I still think of it in my head. Like, well, you're just fucking them once, and then you're never seeing them again. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, that was a true thrill. What a treat that was. Um, I've got the RIPs queued up here. Okay. Um, first of all, the Australian police officer's mug that Sawyer shattered tragic gutting boone carlisle 
R.I.P. Christian. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Guy who wouldn't let Boone and Shannon sit in first class. Marshall. Science team. R.I.P. Susan. And finally, Tiny Plain Tom. <laughs> got them all in this up. Some heavy hitters. Yeah, I think we talked about all of the all of the deaths. I also had a couple of predictions. Um, the detective tells Sawyer he's not allowed to set foot in Australia ever again. And he says, don't you worry, I ain't ever coming back here. Well, I predict that this is going to come up. What if the raft takes them to Australia? <laughs> it's got to come up in the course of the show. He's going to have to or want to set foot in Australia yeah. again. I also predict that Shannon's not going to be cool with having Claire's baby around because they brought up multiple times how she didn't want to sit next to a crying baby on the plane. <laughs> we talked about it constantly. Oh boy, I really liked this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good one. I have a little trivia and then we'll hit our vote ops and MVPs, yeah? Alright. Alrighty. The trivia from on the internet, ever heard of it? During filming of the first season finale, each cast member was only given the script pages of scenes where they appeared. So it was heavily secreted. Wait, in the whole season? Like the last or? three episodes. Oh, okay. Um, the husband of the rude woman in Sun and Jin's flashback scene says that Korea's divorce rate is 20 times lower than that of the U.S., and that's pretty close to accurate, with only slight variation since 2004. I thought this was 2005. Whatever, trivia. <laughs> when this episode aired, South Korea's divorce rate has been 2%, while the U.S. suffers from a 50% divorce rate. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, okay, wow. Rules now. <laughs> Did you notice Jack's prop ice? No. The ice in his airport drink, first of all, it's at the bottom of the glass. Also, <gasps> the glass was completely transparent. So magic Australian airport ice doesn't frost a glass. It doesn't cause any sort of condensation. And also it doesn't float. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They like threw some marbles in that glass and they were like, <laughs> Matthew, pretend it's ice. This <laughs> your cool drink. Okay, uh, shout out that ice then. <laughs> um, fucking R.I.P. that ice <laughs> after Anna's savage takedown. That's also not the Lost Media though. The Lost Media article for this episode is like, um, that ice was And I was like, thank God someone <laughs> noticed it. This episode introduces the series Departure theme, and that music made me so emotional. And that was the music that was at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that got me so good. That rap song. <laughs> um, <laughs> lastly, the Black Rock is mentioned in the Sexy French Distress Call, as well as in Claire's diary, so it's interesting to now contextualize it. What did Claire say in her diary? She dreamt about it, but she didn't see a ship, or did she? I have no idea. Do you remember? It was when Charlie, like, runs up to the fire and says, like, you read her diary? And he's like, yeah, I'm scum. It, it said, like, she, she had a dream about a black rock. Oh. And, and the French woman said something about a black rock. Huh. I wonder if the writers even knew it was going to be a ship at that point. Because it's weird that she would be like, I dreamt about this, and I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. wow. I have to look up who I decided to vote off. We can try to say it on three over Okay. 
One, two, three. One. The Jones. Honorable Warren Trust. <laughs> You think you started it? I think he started it. I don't think Sawyer would make that up. Maggie, who did you have? I said arts. I thought he was being a little bitch. And he's yeah. literally like such a ball of anger at any time they show him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Constantly angry. Like he's like, it's not arts. Like, relax. <laughs> so, and he's I like love him for that reason. He's very, like, small dick energy with his Leslie name. Like, he needs to own it. I'm sorry. That's a badass yeah. name. I agree with Har- Hurley. Yeah. He um, he definitely gets bullied by his students. Yeah. He's definitely one of those teachers. I thought that was a really good performance, actually, that he was like, it, it doesn't matter. It's, like, so obvious to me that he, like, yeah. anyone at the school what his first name is because he's, like, had that experience before. Uh, of his students being like, Leslie. He's not cut out for teaching students. Why are we listening to art? Definitely not. <laughs> MVP on three? Three. One, two, two three. Rousseau. Did you say Walt? Yeah, I thought that was the most, like, emotionally yeah. intelligent thing that's ever happened on this motherfucking show. Uh-huh. And it comes from the youngest yeah i was like what a cutie yeah. thank god he didn't bring that dog on the raft yeah um, <laughs> wait speaking of the raft how about when sawyer was like are you giving me this gun because you think i'll have to kill Walter? yeah <laughs> oh my god and then jack like didn't i th- i guess jack knew that he was, he was not like not gonna like no no <laughs> it's for you just in case. I thought he was going to say, do you think we're going to run out of food and then this is to kill Walt so we can eat him? That's what I fully thought was going to come. Caroline, you're MVP Rousseau. Rousseau. Because yeah. she looks so good when she takes She's off her so fine. You need to also, show Rousseau. Do you, do you remember when Locke was like, um, like, like he making some kind of comment about like her scratches and she was like, I ran into a bush. Yeah. And then Hugh goes, mean bush. <laughs> Damn. Daddy. If that, daddy. Double entendre if I do say so myself. <laughs> Sparks oh were God. flying. You know she's got a mean bush. I'm sorry. Someone had to say it. <laughs> she's been out there for fun. 16 years, all on her lonesome, like, do look me in the eyes and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> My MVP was the TSA guy that Shannon lied to because he was just trying to do his job. Yeah. And she made him look like a fool or a racist for, like, racially profiling him, even though asking mm-hmm. someone to watch your bag in an airport is psychotic behavior. And I'm like, psychotic? Psychotic? <laughs> I was watching the show. I was looking at my TV being like, no, what? Why would he do that? I know. I agree. Naive, for sure. Every, I mean, psychotic? (laughs) I'm telling you, like, these places aren't fucking around. Every single time I travel by plane or by train, they've got incessant announcements about Yes, I know. I know. But that doesn't make you psychotic. That just means that he saw an expression. Yeah. (laughs) That's a very specific definition. And I was not using 
Anna, if anything, it was um, split personality disorder. So you're going to have to get your fucking facts straight. Caroline, you didn't see him reach a state of psychosis and take his medication for that? You didn't see that episode? <laughs> you're allowed to say mean bush, and I'm not allowed to say psychotic. <laughs> but Saeed yeah. probably. <laughs> mean bushes are probably all around. <laughs> that island. Now I'm worried about what you. Okay. <laughs> I feel like everyone on that island is a mean bush at this point. Yeah. It's been how long? Maybe like Shannon's been dry shaving like Jack was doing. <gasps> oh God! Shaving. I just shuddered. I don't know though. Like I'm. What like what's she gonna do to prepare for their bondage picnic? And is yeah, that is still that on? still gonna happen? You don't know. Mm. One more thing. I have one thing. Mm-hmm. This, okay, I know they're on an island. I get that. That's the premise of the show. <laughs> but it needs to stop raining every time something dramatic happens because it adds way too much flair for me. Like, yeah. um, oh, this is happening and they're soaking wet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the behind the scenes videos that I've seen have been really exciting because they show they're like big ass hose that they just point up and yeah the that's and cool people are getting drenched oh that is pretty cool they just love using the hose then <laughs> yeah everything looks better wet that's, that's Jack Bender's um mantra um Maggie do you have any recommendations of just oh my god yeah so these are kind of rediscoveries but um sister act two is such back a in the habit movie. <laughs> yes Laura I, Hill? yes it's so good um it's so good we invite that into their lives what other recommendations do you have anything no i think that's that's, that's it. it um do you want to plug your social <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Absolutely. Um it's Maggie Sorensen. I think there's an underscore somewhere in there because I was I creative I in high school. Is it in uh, between your No, I think I'm even cooler than that. I might have put it at the end. Oh, Sorensen it sure then. is. Oh, it is. It totally is. Oh boy. Anything else before we shut this off. Thank Hold you. on, I have to give recommendations, but you guys don't give me recommendations. Oh, okay. Oh, I have a recommendation. Um, okay. it's dress up exclamation point time princess. She's like a time lord, I think. Whoa. Traveler. Yes. Shit. So you get to make clothes. You like gather different materials to do that. There's like little games that you play. Uh, you have cats that you can send out to go find you things. Just like your cats. Well, just like my cats do. Just anything we want when we ask. Did you make this app? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, the cat portion is really something that you would have added. <laughs> I have been like chowing down white popcorn like there's no tomorrow. Like white cheddar it's popcorn. Um, Aldi, bitch. Anything else before we sign off? Um email us at you've lost me pod at gmail.com if you want to be a zoom guest on our show 
Yeah, you can email me to I love a pen pal at mjsorensen97 at gmail.com. It's lonely out there, folks. Make sure you got a friend. <laughs> oh, email us or Maggie. Uh, follow us and Maggie on Instagram and Twitter. Do you have Twitter? Um, no, I'm anonymous on Twitter, so I'm not going to be disclosing this information. Good idea. All right. Well, bye.